0: When you know wisdom's calling and you answer, then you go all in. You are pursuing wisdom because you recognize wisdom, again, is everything. Remember this, too. I mean, This is important. Proverbs has nine chapters of introduction as it pertains to wisdom. Nine chapters! Before it gets into the specific kind of verse by verse and different topics are there. Nine chapters of really setting the stage as to why wisdom is so valuable and worth so much and all the reasons why we should pursue it. If God places nine chapters on the same topic in his word, he's trying to get a message across.
1: Hi, and welcome back to Live in the Light. I'm your host, Craig Turnbull, and with me in the studio is our teacher, Pastor Robbie Simons. You've joined us in the middle of our series entitled The Worth of Wisdom, and we're unpacking what God's Word has to say specifically in the book of Proverbs, and we're seeing, as God calls us to, a deeper and a deeper level of wisdom. Now, today's message is no different. It's the call
0: of wisdom, right, Robbie? Yeah, and here's what I love about today's message, just to know that the Lord He's on to you. God's coming for you today. He's He's calling out. He wants to put wisdom in your mind and wisdom in your heart. And I'm, I'm really hoping through these messages, too, that no matter where you are and where you go, you will hear the voice of God through his word saying, wisdom is what counts. Wisdom is what you need. Wisdom is what saves you from so much unnecessary heartache and pain and misery, as we're saying through all this series. Oh, God, may more of your people walk and operate in the wisdom that you freely and so blatantly provide for us within your word. That's the goal today. May be so, loved ones. Really do love you. All right. Well, I'm excited to get to
1: today's message, but just a reminder before we do, if you'd like to get a copy of the message, make sure you visit us online at liveinlight.ca. That's live T.ca. You can download a copy today for free. And hey, while you're there, let us know how this ministry has been encouraging you and let us know if you've been praying for us. We so appreciate and are so thankful for the many prayers of the people who are listening and encouraging us that way. We'd love to hear from you. You can also phone us up at 1844 22 like that's 1844 225 4448. All right, let's get to today's text and here again is Pastor Ravi.
0: Eagerly find a Bible and turn to Proverbs chapter 8. And the reason that we're eagerly trying to find a Bible is because we're eagerly trying to find wisdom. Amen? Wisdom is found in the Word of God. Wisdom, true wisdom, only comes from God. That is what we're learning within this series. So in Proverbs chapter 8 is where we camp out again today together. And I'm excited. I pray you'll be excited as well as we always are together in God's Word. And I want to remind you that the point of this series is to utterly convince you as to the purpose, the value, and the essential nature of wisdom within our lives, okay? So so my prayer is that in this series already, we are growing in our conviction of wisdom. But here's the thing. Um, I still believe we need to pick up some stragglers along the way, okay? I'm not sure everyone yet is convinced as to the purpose and the worth and the essential nature of wisdom within your life. I mean, here's one of the bottom lines for this series. Ready? Ready? Without wisdom, you're dead. Without wisdom, I'm dead. So, so, the wisdom bus, get ready, get ready. The wisdom bus is on the move. Okay, it's moving and don't miss it. Don't miss the wisdom bus. Make sure you get on like it's driving right through our church and right down every aisle. Make sure you get on the bus. If you gotta run as fast as you can and flag down the driver, do that. I think he'll stop, all right? I'm pretty sure he'll stop. But get on the bus because as you get on the bus, you start to see the blessing of wisdom happen in your life. If you don't get on wisdom bus, you miss out. So don't miss out, don't miss out. But God's giving you another opportunity today for the bus to stay nice and still and open the doors wide and say, come on, come on. Everyone who wants to come in and find blessing in his ways and in his will, by his wisdom, that opportunity again is here today. So, so, the worth of wisdom. If it has not yet been captured in your mind and heart, we're going for another kick at the can today, another lap around the track. And why? And why? Well, really the reason we go for another lap around the track as to the worth of the purpose of wisdom is because of this. Because God keeps circling around again and saying basically the same thing again as to how valuable wisdom is, that wisdom is everything. Now, to be honest... This week, I was planning on moving to specific topics as they relate to wisdom, and that should start next week. Again, Lord willing, but I really believe the Lord pulled me back from the specific topics to land in Proverbs chapter 8. For this reason, before we get too far down the road of wisdom, we have to make sure we've answered the call of wisdom. Because if you answer the call of wisdom, then you're in hot pursuit of wisdom. If If you answer the call to wisdom, then you're pursuing wisdom, and that's our sermon title then for this weekend, is it's the pursuit. It's the pursuit of wisdom. When you know wisdom's calling and you answer, then you go all in. You are pursuing wisdom because you recognize wisdom, again, is everything. Remember this, too. I mean, this is important. Proverbs has nine chapters of introduction as it pertains to wisdom. Nine chapters before it gets into the specific kind of verse-by-verse and different topics of there. Nine chapters of really setting the stage as to why wisdom is so valuable and worth so much and all the reasons why we should pursue it. If God places nine chapters on the same topic in his word, he's trying to get a message across. And so that's what we're trying to do again. Again. We're not moving on from this yet. We have to understand, again, how valuable and how important this call is. So think about it. God goes out of his way to convince us. Why? He needs to convince us before he changes us. We must be convinced before we're changed. Unless we're convinced by truth, we won't be changed by truth. We have to believe in what God is saying to us. And a huge part of us being convinced of wisdom is to receive the call of wisdom so that we can pursue wisdom. And so that's what's happening within this series. Wisdom is calling. It's calling. It's calling us. And of course, then the wise will answer. The wise will be the ones who answer the call of wisdom. And this is what we see today in Proverbs 8. I got to pray. I got to pray. Father, would you impart to us, and may the call of wisdom be so loud and clear. I pray that specific individuals hearing this message right now would hear your voice specific to their soul, to their heart, and their name. And they might see, may it be for the first time ever, the value, the blessing, the truth of wisdom, and may you cause them to make it so much sense within their minds, again, changing their lives. Would you do that in us? And would you do that in this church? I believe what you say, God, as much as anything, of course, in this life. And you have a word again for us from your word. Today, may it be so rich, may it be so powerful, and may it be received with great joy, Lord. Would you encourage the discouraged? Would you strengthen the weak, Lord? Would you pick up those who feel faint? Would you please, God, impart wisdom to those who have been resting in foolishness? Destroy foolishness, O Lord, today, I pray. And give us wisdom that we might be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Amen. The wise will answer the call to wisdom. This leads us to our first point from Proverbs 8, which is this. Listen up, because wisdom's calling. Loved ones, listen up. Wisdom is calling. Check out Proverbs 8, verse 1. Proverbs 8, verse 1. Does not wisdom call? Yes, it does. Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she stands. She takes her stand beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals. She cries aloud to you, O man, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. Let's just stop there for a second. Actually, one more verse. O simple ones, learn prudence. Prudence, O fools, learn sense. Now you don't need to be a Bible scholar as you read particularly verses 1 through 4, to understand the thrust of these verses. I mean, you look at verse 1. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice on the heights, at the crossroads, at the gates, at the entrance to the portals, which is really the town? She cries aloud, okay? You don't need a Bible scholar to figure this out, ready? Uh, The phone's for you. It's wisdom, The phone's for you, loved ones. Wisdom's calling, and it's for you. And the question is uh, Will we answer? Wisdom's got a word, wisdom's got a voice. Wisdom, listen, does not want to be ignored. Notice in verses 1 to 3 what wisdom does. Wisdom calls, wisdom raises her voice, wisdom stands on the heights. Wisdom is at the crossroads. Wisdom stands at the gates in the front of the town. Wisdom cries aloud at, at the entrance. I mean, God's word is trying to send a message here. I mean, wisdom is trying to get her point across, which again is in verse 4. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. Now, notice here wisdom's call. Uh, she's not partial to any particular person. Race doesn't matter here. Income doesn't matter. Education doesn't matter here. What matters to wisdom is the person who's willing to listen. Wisdom is for the person who's willing to heed, to hear the call that she is making. And this is what amazes me. I mean, right now, in this room, and as this message is being proclaimed from Proverbs chapter 8, wisdom is in every aisle and speaking down every row, calling your name. I mean, I mean, she is, she is right now. I mean, through God's word, every aisle and every row. When you leave tonight, whatever exit you take, wisdom's gonna be at the door going, hey, I'm calling you. And as you go out the doors from the church, wisdom will be there saying, Listen, I want you to listen to me. As you walk to your car, she'll be on the roof of the church saying, Hey, did you did you hear what I said? And as you drive your car, she'll be on the on the on the hood of your car trying to get your to, don't don't crash and stuff, but she'll be on the hood of your car saying, Listen, listen, I have something. Something to say to you? Are you willing to listen? Some of you are like, man, wisdom. She's like, she's like stalking me. Yeah, but listen, listen, purest stalker ever. Okay, purest stalker ever. And I hope wisdom is stalking you. I really, really do. I hope you just can't get rid of her because she wants to bless you. That's that's her design. That's her whole goal. It's to bring blessing for the glory of God in the life that listens to her message. Wisdom is calling, but notice specifically why wisdom is calling. Verse 5. Well, simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Now this is stop there for a second. Loved ones, hear the call of wisdom and be wise to her promises. So just look at God's word here. Wisdom wants to grant, grant prudence to the simple, and wisdom gives sense to fools. Now, I love the paraphrase at times, In the message, Eugene Peterson's The Message, it's a paraphrase, not a translation. It's a paraphrase, but this is how the message paraphrases verse 5. I quote verse 5. Listen, you idiots. Learn good sense. You blockheads. Shape up. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. No, it really is, because that's what's happening in this text, right? It's a paraphrase, but listen, listen, you idiots, right? Because if you're not wise, you're a... Fool, yes, yes, and if you're a fool, you are a, an idiot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all right? Don't get mad at me, all right? This is what I just quoted you from the message, okay? All right? But even here within our text, oh, simple ones, learn prudence, oh, fools, learn sense. That's what wisdom's trying to do. Wisdom's got some attitude. Wisdom's on a, on a mission. Wisdom's not wasting time. You say, preach it, wisdom. Listen, wisdom wants to knock the foolishness right out of you. And notice now what happens in verse 6. Hear, for I will speak noble things. From my lips will come what is right. From my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who who find knowledge. Now, allow me to summarize what wisdom is saying here. Wisdom speaks noble things, right things, truth, righteous words, no evil, nothing crooked, nothing twisted. All her words are straight. All her words are right. And to those who understand with wisdom and knowledge, they will get this. That's amazing. Everything wisdom says is truth, is right, is straight, is for our best possible good. Now, let me ask you. Where else can you get that kind of promise in this world? That the advice that you are receiving is 100% true, righteous, and for your best interest, 100% all the time. Where else can you find that kind of promise? The answer is nowhere other than God and his word and the wisdom that he offers to us. You're not getting this from some TV show. You're not getting that promise from the newspaper. You're not getting that promise from some lame horoscope. You're not getting that promise from Google. The only way Google can give it to you is if Google then refers you to the word of God. It's the only way that's happening. Otherwise, you're not getting that kind of guarantee when it comes to the wisdom that is true, righteous, not crooked, totally straight, really perfect. This is the wisdom that only comes from God's word and is offered to us even now through his truth. So that being true, This advice is absolutely foolproof and rock solid. No wonder then, verse 10, take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold for wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. See, when we get what wisdom is, we're like, duh, yeah, that's right. Wisdom is better than silver, is better than gold, is more precious than jewels. And as we learned in week one, nothing we desire can compare with the fruit and the blessing of wisdom. See how much God's trying to get something through to us? I mean, the wisdom bus has now stopped and the door's open. Come on in, come on in. Don't let it go by you. Please, please, don't let it go by you. Because the wisdom and the blessing that wisdom wants to give But again, again, right here, loved ones, here's the fork in the road again. Here's the fork in the road. Do you believe what God says about wisdom, what wisdom says about wisdom? Do you believe it? And then furthermore, will we do something about it? Will we then pursue wisdom based on what wisdom says that she is and what God obviously stands behind as well? Will we now pursue wisdom because wisdom is calling our names? And this is a super leading to point number two. In the pursuit of wisdom, it's this, ready? When you love wisdom, you will be loved back. Love wisdom, and you will be loved back. Verse 12. Verse 12 says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find knowledge and discretion. Here's a verse we did last week. The fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil. Perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule and nobles, and all who govern justly. Notice this, verse 17. Here's our verse, really, for this point. I love those who love me. Wisdom says, I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. Love wisdom, you'll be loved back. Verse 18, riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit's better than gold. There is, again, even fine gold. My yield better than choice silver. Is God trying to send a message about silver and gold, wisdom being better? Ah, uh, yes, ah, uh, yes. Uh, verse 20, I walk in the way of righteousness in the paths of justice. Notice this, verse 21, granting an inheritance to those who, tell me, love me. I grant an inheritance to those who, who love me and filling their treasuries. The promise in this text is this. When I love wisdom, I get loved back. But you always have to remember the the opposite side of this truth. When I don't love wisdom, wisdom isn't loving me so much. I love those who love me. Wisdom loves those who love her. Wisdom will be found by those who diligently seek her. So, so, as your pastor, as your pastor, this is my heart for you. This verse really sums it up, verse 17. I so want you to love wisdom. Why? I so, I hope you can tell that. I mean, I so want you to love wisdom. Why? Because I want wisdom to love you. Because when wisdom loves you, you get blessed. And your life goes according to what God wants. Not easier better. It's not free of trials, but you have God leading you in the trials. It doesn't mean everything's gonna go the way we think it should go, but it's gonna go the way that we believe God has led us and for it to be. That's what wisdom understands. Wisdom listens to God. So I want you to love wisdom so much. I wanna love wisdom because I want wisdom to love you. Because when wisdom loves you, listen, wisdom changes you. When wisdom loves you, wisdom changes you. There's no denying that in the context of chapter 8 and the rest of Proverbs with how wisdom loves us. How does wisdom love us? She rewards us with riches, honor, wealth, prosperity, righteousness, and justice. Look at verse 18. It's proof right there in verse 18. I love those who love me. You know, those Verse 18, riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold. I think, and there's so many verses in Proverbs that are speaking to wisdom bringing honor, wisdom bringing riches, wisdom bringing righteousness, wisdom bringing forms of prosperity. What does that mean? I think, I think the bottom line here is this, is that when God is your financial advisor and God is your relational counselor, and God is your property manager, and God is your long-term planner, and God is your ultimate decision maker, I like your chances. I like your chances. I just like the way your life's gonna go. Again, not easier, just better. But it's gonna go in the direction that God wants it to go because he's the one in charge. That's what God's wisdom does. Wisdom invites God's, God's wisdom to be the very center of our lives. And that's where our lives become very powerful and very blessed because God will always operate in our best interest. And that's where riches, honor, and prosperity, and righteousness, and justice come from. They come from the Lord. Now, what's so key here, though, and this truth is what exposes our pride and foolishness, and this is what often we do within our lives, it's when we say to God's wisdom, and this is what, just just stop long enough and look at your life and see if you can see where these things happen. I hope all of us do it, so I hope, hope we can admit that is when we look at our lives and we know what God's wisdom is and we say to God, either directly or indirectly, or at least with our lives, God, I like this part of your wisdom, but this part, what you want for me, I don't really care for, so I'm going to go with this, but this other side of what you want for my life, I'm going to leave out, and therefore I'm deciding the parts I like and the parts I don't like when it comes to your word and the wisdom that you want to entrust to me. That's where our foolishness starts to invade and erase the power of God's wisdom within our lives. Say, can I have some examples? Yeah, let's try some. Um, It's like people who listen to God about how other people need to repent to them, but when it comes for their turn to repent, they don't listen to him. It's the people who see the speck in another person's eye, but they fail to see the log that is protruding from their own. Right, so, so you need to confess to me, but I'm not going to do that because I don't care what God says about forgiving people because I'm just not going to do it. So right, see, right there, foolishness has canceled out wisdom. And that's where we're saying, I like what you say here, but God, I don't like you, what you say over there. How about people who honor God with their lips, but won't honor God with their wallets? Now just think about that for a second. I like what God says about this, but when it comes to giving generously to what God says in his word to his church or the kingdom, then that's not... See, what happens, right, there's double-mindedness. So I take God here, I don't take God there. That's, that's just foolishness. That's foolishness. And the foolishness cancels out the wisdom and the blessing. How about people who um, want the blessings of salvation, but they don't care for the commands of sanctification, growing like Christ? So I want the fire insurance, but the rest of my life I'm just going to sit back and cruise because I really don't have an affection for the Lord. So right there, the foolishness starts to cancel the wisdom and they start to forfeit blessing. People who stand for God when it's acceptable, but cave in when culture rises up and all of a sudden it's not popular to do so. That's a form of foolishness because it's a removal from the wisdom of God. That's not loving wisdom. How about people who find it very easy to blame others, but never find the opportunity to blame themselves? Never take account for what's happening right here. See, so you like what God says on one side, but not in the other. The whole thing is wisdom says what God says is right. Everything wisdom says is true, righteous, will bring justice, and ultimately will bring blessing upon my life. When we selectively choose God's wisdom, listen, listen, when we selectively choose God's wisdom, we forfeit overall blessing. Okay, let's get super practical, super practical. God's word is clear that we are to give generously to his kingdom, give generously to his church. So if right now you are not giving generously to God's kingdom and God's church, I promise you this, you are forfeiting blessing on some level. I promise you that. Why? Because God's wisdom says, give generously to his kingdom. So when we don't do that. We forfeit blessing of some kind. Now, say, why do you bring up that example? Well, because... Finances are often the greatest temptation of our hearts. This is why in Proverbs there are almost 70 verses dealing with wealth or money or income of that nature. 70, 70 verses in Proverbs dealing with this subject on some level. This is why Jesus speaks on money more than heaven and hell combined within the Gospels. That's amazing. Why? Because here's the bottom line where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's wisdom. Wisdom understands that. Where my treasure is, my heart is. Want to find my heart? Find my treasure. If I treasure earthly riches, my heart is in earthly riches. I forfeit blessing. See, wisdom just, just, it, just it simplifies things. It doesn't rationalize. It doesn't make excuses. Not to, whoa, but this, and what, It's just saying, are you doing it or not doing it? Do you believe God or not believe God? Do you want wisdom? Do you want blessing? There is a reality in this too, and we'll have a message within this series, almost for sure, strictly on wisdom regarding money. Because it's it's, it's so massive in our day and in our lives. And it's such a battle for the heart. And what does wisdom say about that? Almost for sure we will have that within this series. The whole point is this though. When you love wisdom, wisdom loves you back. When you love wisdom in whatever area it is, then wisdom loves you back, and then you find blessing. But see, it's our decision. It's our decision now to choose, pursue, and go after to love wisdom. Verse 17, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Love ones love wisdom. Seek wisdom. And look what happens. You find honor in verse 18, fruit in verse 19. You find her paths in verse 20, and you find her inheritance in verse 21. There's a lot of incentive to go for wisdom. The more you love his wisdom, the more God's wisdom, listen, loves you. I so want wisdom to love you so we can be blessed by wisdom and the ways of God. This takes us now to point number three. We gotta pursue wisdom. Number three is this, respect wisdom because she's seen it all. Respect wisdom because... She's seen it all. Some of you have questions. Let's try to get those answered. Now with verse 22 comes a very intriguing turn in scripture. Really, to me, it's quite fascinating. Wisdom now begins to explain wisdom's role, ready? In creation itself. God's word is so awesome. I mean, I just wasn't expecting this. And this is what happens in Proverbs. Look Look at Proverbs 8, verse 22. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work Firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to his sea its limit, so the waters may not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him, like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the children of man. Something else, huh? What does that all mean? Well, let's try to figure it out. Now, these verses are not without a sense of mystery. And they do come with some good questions. But I want to point out here four things that I want you to know about wisdom and creation as it turns out in Proverbs chapter 8. That's why I love going verse by verse to the Word of God because you come to places you never come otherwise. And here we are again, and it's brilliant. I learned a lot this week. I pray you will learn a lot this week as well. Four things that I want you to know about wisdom as it relates to creation. Number one, wisdom was God's first act of creation. Verse Verse 22. The Lord possessed me. Notice the footnote. My Bible has a footnote. It says, fathered. The Lord brought me forth, possessed me, fathered me at the beginning of his work. The first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. That's amazing. In some sense, wisdom was God's first act of creation. Thanks for listening to Live in the Light today. If you'd like to hear this message again, or any messages in this series, visit us online at liveinthelight.ca, or you can contact us by mail. Our mailing address in Canada is 500 Great Lakes Boulevard, Oakville, Ontario, L6L 6X9. That's all for today. Join us next time at Live in the Light.